Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And welcome once again to the H&J Daily, some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Well, apart from us rabbiting on, as always, mm. we had a couple of interesting studio guests. One was Will Meller. Trying to save the British pub and talking Manchester United. He loves this. Very passionate about Manchester mm. United. Um, and also Connor Ben, son of uh, Nigel, a fine welterweight, making his way in the game over here. Had some big wins recently, headed in the right direction. Mm, talking about his dad as well. Looking more like his dad, but doesn't he? As you'll discover from our little chat. So uh, here it all is. <laughs> journey I had to get here today. Ooh, yeah. It was bad. Really bad. You know those journeys where you, you, you arrive and you just think you feel like you've done a day's work. Well, that bodes well for the next three hours. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure thanks. you're recovering. Oh, I will recover. Okay. Yeah, it does but, take it out of you sometimes. But, you know, when you get back to, I had to get back to square one and I, I thought, I've left the house about 50 minutes ago and I'm actually back to where I started. It was like, yeah. Thank you very much, Southwest Trains. A marvellous effort by you. But mm. never mind. It's World Emoji Day, and I can definitely think of one to send to Southwest Trains. Yeah, which one is it? it well, has yeah, it, it, it got steam coming it, off of it? It certainly has. Yeah. And um, you can buy that in mm. a cake now. What, uh, really? That particular emoji? That particular, yeah. It's 90p. It's to celebrate World Emoji Day. I don't necessarily want that on the top of a cake, do you? <laughs> Not really. Is there an emoji for pointless? Yeah, quite possibly, yeah. I, I don't know. Um, and this was interesting. But I don't see this the same, but this guy wrote to the son, Ken Pennington. Oh, yeah. He said, I cannot you give these You give these people uh, a voice, well, don't Ken, you, Andy, you by know. reading out their names every day. Well, he day. doesn't want to just be known in Stadley Bridge, Cheshire. Oh, OK, fair enough. He wants a national footprint, Of course Ken. he does, yeah. He wouldn't have written to a national newspaper. What is it? He says, I cannot believe anyone will criticise football manager Steve Bruce for resigning from Sheffield Wednesday in favour of Newcastle. It's only a few weeks ago that people were wishing Frank Lampard well on his appointment at Chelsea after he walked out of Derby. What's the difference? Well, first of all, he was there for a whole season. Second of all, the owner knew that one day he'd go. Third of all, he's a club legend, which I don't think Steve Bruce is. So, uh, apart from that, what's the difference? When I read that, I thought, I can kind of see the... I can see the... A bit not of a point. Same, I can see a bit not, of a point. It's, it's not, not the same, same no. but it's similar. It's not mm. the same, but it's similar. It's not three um, weeks to go with a team already, uh, you know, involved in pre-season. The other team are out in China playing a game. It's, you know, the timing's terrible. Some West Ham fans were getting a bit nervous that uh, Sebastian uh, Aller was not going to happen, but it has, you'll be pleased to hear. <laughs> I, as happened the club Allah. have confirmed that uh, they have signed Sebastian Haller for I think about 45 yeah. million very good, good bit of business for West you know. Ham there. excellent signing so. how many teams can finish in the top four <laughs> it's going to be your top six it's going to be so tight this yeah. year 
every game. I think there's going to be a big gap between a certain sort of maybe six, seven teams and the rest of the league will be way behind, I think. We're going to talk transfers uh, very shortly. We were expecting confirmation of uh, Kieran Trippier to Atletico Madrid today. It's an interesting one, that, because he did have a very poor season last season. I kept saying to you mm. during the season, he was a mixture of a man with too much confidence and no confidence at the same time. His, his ability mm. to beat the first man with a cross seemed to have gone, yet he was still often on the edge of his own box doing little lollipops and trying to nutmeg players and gave away goals last mm, season. Yeah, and no, no, you, he, he had, had a poor, poor, se- poor but season. I tend to think he's a good player who had a poor season. So, you know, we have to trust the manager. It's something he's seen there. Like, likewise, Danny Rose, who I thought had a really good end of the season. I'm, I'm sorry to see him go, which it looks is like... Is he going? He is. Well, yeah, he's not, gone on the, he's not gone on the tour to the Far East. Oh, really? So it looks as if uh, he'll be off. United? Don't know. I don't know where he's going, but they're looking at options. On, but that, that's going to affect. I'm surprised at that because I thought again he had a good end to season, but he's wanted to. He's wanted to get back up north for a long time. Trippier was voted best right back in the tournament, wasn't he, in the World Cup? But he did have a poor season. Mm. But the manager, he, he knows what he's doing, and you know, if you're well, a Spurs fan, accosted me in the lift and said, "Well, how can he let him go?" And you heard Gaza there, but just like you, I think trust the manager. He knows what he's doing, and yeah. him, you know, he knows what's gone on behind the scenes and how they're training and all that sort of thing. So. Well, there's talk of them signing Sassignon, but that's gone a bit quiet. And the two right backs they have, Carl Walker, Peters, mm. good young player, but Serge Aurier, and I don't particularly want to start the season with him because um, he is a liability. <laughs> no, he is, he is, definitely. So anyway, we'll see. We'll, we'll talk transfers with Paul Jiggins, who's heading off to Singapore with uh, Spurs, I think, sometime today. That's right. It's the uh, the 2.20 at, uh, where is it today? I've, I've got it on my list. Yep. Well, it's a very exciting race. It's, uh, I'll say Sedgefield, I don't even know if it is. You just it's, make it up Sedgefield, that'll do. It's the H. Brown and Son Recycling Handicap. Oh, it's a famous, oh not that one it's again. It's a famous race, isn't it? I always think the Gold Cup... <laughs> Uh, the Albert Bartlett and uh, and that one they're <laughs> yeah. the three I often think of <laughs> the, the recycle this other one is the uh, what's this one this one's really quite oh yeah the I Believe Handicap I Believe you know that sort of stuff oh yeah yeah that sort of stuff yeah yeah <laughs> pain, pain relief it's, I, inter- it's interesting that the I, I Believe Handicap maybe the, the jockeys the, use it post bachelor's favourite race it couldn't yeah oh, God, <laughs> blimey what a great reference <laughs> What a great reference. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. Yesterday, Bruce Millington, our old mate from the Racing Post, uh, alerted uh, me to a, a great bit of... Um, you like Greyhound commentary, don't you, Andy? Oh, it's great commentary, this. And this just... <laughs> there, there is a, a you, don't lot, have, you don't get a lot of time no. in Greyhound commentary to come up with anything remotely funny. It's normally, <laughs> as we say, it's normally three from five from six and ten is back and forth or whatever it is, you know. Um, The favourite in this race, uh, the Evens favourite, Bruce told us, was uh, in Trap 5. It was called Pat on the Back. And uh, brilliant Mm. work here uh, by the commentator. Bruce said, I wonder if he'd backed it. Have a listen to what happened. Hairs up behind traps. Lids rise, away they go. Five has totally missed it. Pat on the back needs a kick up the ass by the looks of it. (laughs) <laughs> good work well done we didn't get the commentator's name but well done yeah, well very done good. to him for, for that quick thinking I didn't have a pat on the back whether it won or not it would it would uh, suggest not but Bruce thanks uh, for alerting us to that 
It's good. Anything else, Andy? Want to talk about the day? Oh, it's two one to Man City now. It's a lot happening in this game. Quick isn't turnaround, it? yeah. It's a proper old pre-season friendly. They're playing West Ham uh, at the moment. Yeah, two but one to. City. I enjoyed the, the bizarre column in the Sun today. The uh, spat between uh, Lewis Capaldi and uh, Noel Gallagher. Oh yeah. And it, honestly, the way it was written, it could be uh, it could have been written by Colin Hart. It was all written by like in boxing terminology. Right, okay. Can I find it now? No, of course I can't. Brilliant, isn't it? Oh, do you want to come back to that? <laughs> yeah. Um, there's some lovely scenes there. It's all oh, about yeah. sport, not about winning. South Korea's water polo team. They're, they're playing in the uh, World Championships at the moment, and they've played two games, and their aggregate uh, score is 94 1. They're the one. Oh, no. Yeah. They they were beaten 64-0 by Hungary in their opening game. Can they actually swim? <laughs> well, I mean, they must... I don't know if they're new to the sport or what, but uh, they lost 64-0. I mean, that's a, that's a high score in any sport, water polo. I mean, yeah. basically, that would have just been just throwing... Just giving the ball, blowing the whistle and throwing it back into the net again, wouldn't it? For the whole duration of the game. But then they lost uh, 31, uh, 30 goals to one. Uh, to Russia. I bet they were wearing those armbands that kids wear. <laughs> but no, they were absolutely... But when they scored the goal, they were in tears. Tears of oh, joy. Tears of joy. It's a beautiful thing, isn't it? Well, it is. Anyway, back to this boxing report. Oh, OK. Fair enough. So you weren't the, interested. No, I'm not. Well, the, so the challenge is out there, but if, as of yesterday, Noel looked to be on the ropes yeah. and flailing as he struggled to provide a come, comeback with the referee already counting to ten as the contest looked close to finished. Yeah. As a lifelong fan of Noel, I'd love him to rise to his feet again with a crushing uppercut. But I can't help feeling a new heavyweight is in town. Uh, there you go. That's some boxing analogies for yeah. something that hasn't even got close it's to got being violent. Nothing. No, nothing to do with boxing. Duke of Kent, he attended a, uh, a degree, undergraduate degree ceremony yesterday in Guildford. Oh, yeah. And, uh, of course, he was thinking, what time's the tennis start? <laughs> Yeah, he must, be, it. he must be gutted. It's all he over. Must, he must be just a broken man at the moment, you know. <laughs> How does the Duke of Kent feel when Wimbledon finishes? Well, that's it. He's got to go to an undergraduate thing at Guildford Cathedral. Yeah. Ideal, isn't it? Really? no strawberries there. <laughs> that's very true. And I do love, it's definitely the headline of the day. Yeah. The, and probably, I'm sure all the listeners have seen it, the, the bloke that got caught sm trying to smuggle cocaine into... Uh, Spain by putting it underneath his toupee. He's, yeah, he's weird. I think he put on a hat. They felt his hat was too tall. When they took yeah. his hat off, they realised his hair was too tall. <laughs> uh, the headline in the Guardian was Pablo Escobarnet. That's very good. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, That's I mean, he, bad, it may it? have been a sort of stray cats tribute act or something he yeah. had going on there, but uh, it was That's certainly a very good look. Wasn't ridiculous it? idea. Yeah, 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 nice idea. Nice idea. Well, no, no, not a nice idea. Of course, a terrible idea. So, you know, smuggling a class A drug. I'm not saying it's a good idea. I'm just saying he was thwarted, and that it's good mm. that he was thwarted. Anything else? Pep's uh, had a sort of ominous message for the rival scenes. Players are still hungry. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> it would be good if the City didn't win it this year, to be honest. Not if you're a City fan or indeed no, a City it'd be, player. It'd be tedious, isn't it? They're not the same team winning all the time. How many? Did you ever win it consecutively? It's yes, quite hard. you yeah, did. Under Mourinho, they won it the first two years. Did you feel that was tedious? Uh, I, I did for the third year. I thought it wouldn't be good for the league. Really? No. Yeah, of course it's not good for the league if the same team keeps winning. But you know, we'll see what. Uh, yeah, I mean, I would have thought Spurs were going to sort of join Liverpool in challenging, but they need to sort that out. They don't want to go into the season without fullbacks. No, I'm sure they won't. I mean, that would that would be mad, wouldn't it? No, well, it would be mad, no question. <laughs> Bonkers. They didn't sign anybody else. I fully expect them to sign a couple more players. And Jürgen Klopp says he's got two number one keepers. You think, nah, not really, you haven't, have you? It's a bit disingenuous, that, really. You've got 
got uh, Allison and you've got Mignolet. I wouldn't describe them both as number one, would you? No, just just bigging up the uh, the mm. reserve keeper. Nothing wrong with that, is there? You no, you've got to do a little bit of that now and again. I suppose you do, but you know, nobody buys it, do they? Really? They've got somebody else. Who's there at the moment? Is it um, Andy uh, Lonigan, isn't it? They've got another a goalkeeper there who's gone along for the tour. I saw pictures of today. They've got another keeper who's a bit short on keepers, so uh, mm. they've just drafted another one for the tour. Oh, you need three, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, not gone, for the season, just for the gone, tour. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. And uh, is that it? Is that you done? Yeah, it can be. Good, okay. Uh, well, not good, but uh, oh, blessed relief. I didn't mean it like that. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Joining us now, I'm very pleased to say, is uh, actor Will Mallow. You all right, Will? All right, mate. Hello, good Will. to see you. Thanks for popping in. Yeah, yeah you all right. It's good. Glad to be here. You, uh, I love this. It's national. Normally, mm. you have a national something week, don't you? But this mm. is National Pub Fortnight because well, a week got, doesn't <laughs> give you enough time. <laughs> you've got a pub involved. Might as well double it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> National Pub Fortnight. Yeah. yeah, it's fantastic. Well, it's good because I'm obviously. A, a big fan of the local pub and we see too many of them closing sadly these days don't we it's a cornerstone of Great Britain I think yeah. the local pub I mean it's a shame that that's happening it's, and I, I'm here to sort of because I'm sort of facing this campaign up it's just to get people aware that how important the local pub is to the communities yeah. and to get people out and to the older generation who mm. that is their only source of you know face to face social networking so I'm just encouraging people to think well listen if we've got a website it's called www.nationalpubfortnight.com. Have a look on there. They're giving away 100,000 free drinks on there. Oh, so wow. Get well, yourself involved. Not just to Alan Brazil. No, no. <laughs> no. Uh, and there's 2,500 pubs involved up and down the country. Have a look because what they're doing is the pubs that are involved are doing all sorts of different activities in their pubs to encourage different kinds of people to go. So it's not just a spit and sword of or sports pubs. They've got entertainment, they've got live bands on, they've got yeah. open mic on. Just go and, go and see what's there. It might be something for you. Yeah, it's good. It's because, uh, as you quite rightly say, in some communities they are the lifeblood, aren't they? And often they get taken for granted and you think it's always going to be there and one day you turn up 
and it's boarded up, don't you? So yeah. you, that's why you have to support them. And the characters that you see in these places, you know what I mean? I mean, if it's not, it's not a coincidence that the cornerstone or the hub of any of these soap operas is a pub. EastEnders, yeah, 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 yeah. It's a pub, and it's where the characters are. The older generation who sit, the guy who sits at the end of the bar who brings his own tankard in and yeah. fills that up. I love that character. Now, if you didn't have the pub, you wouldn't have him there. And the lady at the end of the bar, you, everyone says hello to, and you know, there's always somebody in there that you just know. I walk into the pub on my own when in the village, and I just think, "Oh, go and see who's in the pub." And that's what I like. Yeah. Have a conversation, watch a game with someone. I get a bit of atmosphere. You Have you got your own pewter tankard on a hook, Will? No, no, no. no. Don't, don't drink out of the pewter. No. <laughs> <laughs> those, those people are preaching to the converted. What about? Younger people. I mean, that's everybody wants to attract young people for everything, be it radio listening or yeah. pub going. And how's that going? I mean, is this designed to appeal to them as well? But I just well, my point is is don't think you're being social if you're on social media because that's yeah. not being social. You sat at home uh, watching telly and being on uh, on your Instagram or Twitter isn't being social mm. you know it's about getting out there and being with your mates or meeting people and talking about things and you know letting off a bit of steam as well you know I, I mean of course I could sit at home and watch the I love the football and the boxing I could sit at home and watch it but the atmosphere is different I like going out having a bit of banter and, it, and there's something for everybody that's the point the pub isn't what it used to be just one thing go to the pub and talk now there's so much going on in different pubs loads of different things happening and there's great eatery pubs out there great gastro pubs so yeah. mm. it's something for everybody I'm just saying don't don't take it for granted and just think it'll always be there you've got to support our local pubs it's like the pub lunch on a Sunday you can't be there yeah, well, so yeah, the, the, the good beer garden on a nice sunny mm. day Sunday roast Few beers in the gap, beautiful. Fantastic. It starts on Friday then, yeah. The pub fortnight yeah, gets underway on the way on the 19th for the fortnight. It's Friday. Yeah. Now your boys, Manchester United, have, have had yeah. a big thumping four 0 win against Leeds. That's uh, good result isn't it? on today. Yeah. yeah. Phil Jones scored. They were sort of setting that the shows scene. you anything's possible. How <laughs> <laughs> are you feeling about this season then, Will? Um, I think it's it's a bit of a relief to not have any pressure because I just think. Uh, you know, we, what we what we'd say is, what would you want? Uh, top four, obviously, is is where we'd be aiming, and and, that, and I think that'd be it. I mean, obviously, anything else uh, isn't possible. Obviously, a cup may be, but you know, we're miles behind Man City. There's no doubt about that. Um, but I'm glad. Um, I'm glad Oligan Associates is in charge because at least he loves the club and mm. I, that's what all I want is someone in charge who loves Man United and knows what's expected of Man United and expected from the players and, and we need to get a style back because we haven't had one for a few years yeah. you've still got lots of very good players and it, it was oh, yeah. I mean it can't just have been new manager bounce when he came in that he was not Mourinho it was a, quite an odd season wasn't it that funny period of Mourinho then that big revival where you thought, they're, they're back, yeah. They're back, they're going to do everything here, they're going to finish top mm. four, they're going to go mm. a long way in the Champions League. And then it just fell away really badly, which was odd. That looked like an attitude problem to me. As soon as he signed that contract, the old down tools, and, and, <laughs> and I hated that. I just, poor, I just think, if I, I, I can't stand to hear a footballer say, oh, yeah, I just, I mean, actually wasn't right today, or I could have done better. It's like, what, what, what more incentive do you need? You're playing for Man United, play for yeah. your badge. I mean, I don't care. That, people talk about the money and all that stuff. This money, of course, is massive money in football if you don't want to be there don't be on the pitch there's a lot of kids there who gagging you know chomping at the bit to try and get on that pitch and and you're walking back and you know at that time when we got absolutely battered off Everton and the, the outrunners by about two kilometres in the game is an absolute embarrassment mm. I don't care if you get beat at football the other team's better than you and that's one thing but they should never be, they should never outrun you 
Yeah. But it's like your your trade. I mean, you can't go on in the theatre and have have an off. So I can't really be bothered to that. Sorry about It's funny how many players that do that, though, isn't it? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Did you know what this thing talk about Paul Pogba? Um, Because I wanted to talk about this because Mm. I'm I the way I feel of it is we need to keep Paul Pogba, and this is the reason. And I know. United fans give him so much stick at the end of last season. He went to the fans to try and throw his shirt in, and there's so much footage of these fans mm. giving him lots of foul mouth ab- abuse. In terms of, he was our top goal scorer and our, and got the most assists. So I want to know is if we got rid of him, wh- where would we have been last season? Mm-hmm. I mean, I know he can be his attitude can be wrong at times, but he performed better for Man United last year than he ever performed at Juventus. We praised him like a god there. We bring him to United. He performs better. And we say, get rid of him. I, I just think, what do you want? Why aren't you having a go at the strikers? Why is he our top goal scorer from midfield? Why aren't we... You know, the whole, I, I understand the problems with his attitudes and, uh, at times. But if you get rid of him, who are we going to bring in that's better, that's going to get us 16 goals a season and the most assists? Yeah. That's my question. He's, yeah, trying, he's trying to put an arm around him, Solskjaer, and he keeps saying he's never been a moment's problem, he's a good guy. I mean, it, 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 there was, it was comments, from, comments from the agent a few weeks ago from yeah. Ryan. He said, I don't know what's going to go on, but... Do you think he's likely to go? I mean, do you think he will or not? It What's sounded like thing? he wanted to go, but I mean, mm. and also, there was somebody else who said it, I think it was Patrice Everett, they said, why would you want to stay when you, your fans are booing you and hating you and giving you abuse in the last game of the season? And, and Alan Shearer mentioned, it, oh, Pogba shouldn't have gone over to the fans. Well, if he didn't go over to the fans, he'd have said, oh, he's arrogant, look, he don't care yeah, about the fans. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. goes over to the fans, gets abused, mm. he shouldn't have gone over to the fans. I just think... <laughs> People are jumping on the bandwagon a little bit. Let's all take a back step here and go, OK, we get rid of Paul Bogba, we get £100 million for him. Who do we bring in? Because the £100 million players aren't available because they're good and we're not in the Champions League. You know what I mean? We, yeah. we, we can't draw in massive names. You know, I, that's what Solskjaer's done this season. I think he's brought in a couple of youngsters who are going to run for you. We need runners. We need people who've got work ethic. Yeah, um, a good... Goodbye. I mean, yeah, paid a, a lot of money buy. for him, but he is good. Well, well, you're going to pay a lot of money for you because they know we're desperate. You mm. know, when you know when you're Man United, they put the price up anyway. I mean, look at what Maguire's going to cost. It's going to be up to eighty-five. Are you, are you million. keen on Maguire? Yeah, I think I think well, I think he could be our future captain. Okay. Honestly, but I think I heard last night. I was watching a, a a sports channel last night, and one of the blokes says he he knows personally that he wants to go to Man City. Well, right. he does. That's he said the he problem. wants to play under Pep Guardiola. You know, you don't want to... I don't want to sign it. him if he doesn't yeah, want to play for us. You spend £80 million pound on a player that doesn't rather be at the next club <laughs> exactly. you know, down the road. So. That's the, that's the worst yeah. problem, yeah. Uh, Acting-wise, what are you up to, Will, at the moment? Um, I've just... Uh, I've got a series coming out, actually. I filmed it um, in Italy last year called Sanctuary, but I don't know when it's coming out because it goes out around the world first, then comes here. It's Matthew Modine. It's a, it's a drama, eight one-hour episodes about a sanctuary for psychopaths. Uh, what could possibly go wrong? Yeah. <laughs> I'm the head of security who put me in charge. Fantastic. Uh, so I've got that, and I've got a couple of things. Uh, there's a p- possibility of a two pints um, uh, special. Oh, okay. uh, we're, we're thinking of wow. doing just to say thank you to the fans. But again, it's proving problem problematic with the cast trying to get us all together, mm-hmm. um, and and other few things. But there's no point in me talking about them because I don't know when they're coming out. So uh, I'll let you know another time. Good stuff. Really? Well, lovely to see lovely you. To oh, see great you. to Thanks see you. Can't wait in. for the season Enjoy to start. The season. Yeah, only a couple of weeks now, isn't it? Really, two or three weeks. Mm, uh, and uh, don't forget that uh, national pub fortnight gets underway. This Friday, we're going to have a chat with Connor Ben, your boxing fan as well, aren't you? Love me boxing. Can't wait for it. We've got two boxing events. Friday, we've got the Ultimate Boxer, and then we've got the Dylan White fight and David David Price fighting on Saturday. Some great boxing. Yeah, yeah, excellent. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Making a welcome return.
uh, to the studio. Rushing to see us in the studio <laughs> is a British uh, welterweight fighter, Connor Ben. How are you doing, Connor? I'm good, thank you. Not too bad yourself. Good. good. I, I, I watched your last fight back knowing you were coming in. It was quite a brief one. Um, yeah. From your point of view, which was very good. That's but good. They're kind of shorty dreads you had that you've maintained them. Look, it looked like your dad fighting actually. somehow. And you know what? I watched that fight back, and I'm thinking, God, do I look like my dad? Yeah, it's quite yeah. scary, isn't it? And we're saying the celebration afterwards was very reminiscent of your dad as well. I don't know when people, you know, say he's this and he's that. You get so hyped up and think he's going to do, you know, it's going to be a hard fight. So when you knock him out in two rounds, you're half chuffed. Yeah, there was a Finnish guy you were fighting, and it was a, it was quite a tough first round for you, wasn't it? It was uh, it, it kind of it didn't quite go your way, but you you finished him off in the second. I mean, you can't go swimming and not get wet. I mean, when we jumped on the scales, my, tra- my trainer said he was a lot bigger than me. So when we jumped on the scales, I bought platform shoes, so we're the same height. <laughs> and I've got in the ring on the night, and I'm thinking, mate, I am in for it. Wow. <laughs> then, um, he was what, he was like 35, wasn't he, or something? 33, 35. 30, so I had a, I'll tell you, he had a fair few fights and, a, and been around a bit. Yeah, I mean, he fought, he fought decent people, so um, I really I really thought it was going to be a hard night. So um, I think the best of me is yet to be seen. Yeah, oh, you're young for a boxer, aren't you? Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. 22, I mean, do you? I mean, people say that you learn with every fight, but do you actually feel that? And do you learn in a way in a fight, even a short fight, in a way that you you can't in in a gym? It has to be actually in the ring when it matters. Well, definitely because you know when I see blood, normally I lose my rag, um, lose my call. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but this time, I, it was more calculated. The finish was more clinical. I took my time and done what I had to do. Hmm. Um, but as far as learning goes, I'm learning every fight, fight and that's um, you can see that. You can see it every single fight. If I throw one more jab extra than I did the fight before, to me, that's learning. Yeah. We well, don't have to be massive, drastic progress. As long as it's little progress, each fight's better. I don't, I don't want to stay static. Your yeah. dad uh, was watching over in Sydney some, uh, some action. This guy, UC Kavula, the, the last guy he fought with the York Hall. So he was kind of he's, he's keeping an eye out for you isn't he even though he's, a, he's across the other side of the world he was he was watching some fights for your uh, opponent yeah every time I call my dad afterwards he's in his theatre room watching my fights on the big screen <laughs> nice. yeah, he, he don't come out of that room so he's always there for me I've spoke to him today I speak to him every single day and yeah. he, he don't need to be you know right there holding my hand as long as he's one phone call away you know that's good enough for me Does it? can he pass on mm. little pearls now and again little just little bits of advice along oh, the way I don't know my dad go in there and get, rip his head off son yeah. <laughs> that's about as far as it goes with my dad so, he was um, great I interviewed him in about 1987 one of the first people I ever interviewed and of course it was Really intimidating mm. interview. Not like you, you're a nice friendly fellow like yourself. Trust well, me, I, I know my dad's intimidating. Well, well, we've had Nigel on before. You know, he's, he's, he's good, when he's though. when he's not got his kind of game face on, he's he's good company. I think he's he's good value. Ah, not when you don't listen to him. <laughs> <laughs> As a son, anyway. Yeah. Now people uh, hang. So yeah, just sorry, to say before we move away from mm. the dead, people still. Sort of look nostalgically at that series of fights between Watson, Eubank, and him, mm. and that that trilogy. And they were they were a big part of boxing history, wasn't it? Agreed, massively. Mm. I mean, they made, they made an error. You know, without Eubanks, there wouldn't be no Nigel Ben. Really, they made they had the greatest rivalry, mm. and people mm. still talk about it today. I mean, twenty twenty one, twenty two years later, people are still talking about it. Yeah. Well, so how regularly are you looking to fight? Um, I fight end of September, hopefully, and then one more before the end of the year. Obviously, as the rounds become more, the training is more intense. 
and you know you need longer rest periods but I'm ready to go again I mean I cleaned him out in two rounds so I'm ready to go again in the September yeah and great, it must be great fighting at a, a sort of iconic old venue like the York Hall as well you know, definitely I mean it's a headline as well yeah at 22 it's, it's in, it baffles me yeah it really does because I didn't think I'd be where I am so quick at 22 what mm. am I going to be like in five years that's yeah, a good point. absolutely. Um, Hopefully, world champion. This, exactly. This, well, this, uh, uh, I read a little bit, and you you kind of have to pace yourself. You can't run before you can walk because, as you said, it's all, it's all a learning process. Um, and I'm sure you're being guided by people on on that front as well, aren't you? Just a kind of step by step. Definitely, but I mean, when I'm knocking people out, 32 year old, experienced men. Uh, who have been in with good op- a better opposition than me, mm. and they've been taking the distance, and I've cleaned them out in two rounds. It's um, how can you slow it down? Yeah, because yeah. people are going to be like, oh, well, he's done that, he's ready for this, he's ready for that. But there's so much more that I've got to learn. You know, I've got to go in deep water so many times, and that's where I find I learn. Yeah, you know, my fight against that Paynard, the fight of the year contender. Um, really shouldn't have had a hard fight with him, but I learned more from that than all my knockouts combined. Mm. And you know, sometimes you need to to go through that. Um, there's been a bit of talk about Josh Kelly, so an all British welterweight fight somewhere somewhere down the line. I, mean, I think you're you're ranked eighth, WB, WBA, yeah, and he's ninth. So that would be a, that would be a, a good all British fight. Is that a possibility? I hope so. Um, I've I've always said I'm open for that fight, and you know, all the, this British domestic fight will be a massive fight mm. now, and it probably be bigger in the future. But I'm I'm ready for it now. I'm I'm ready for it. I'm ready to test myself, even to be compared to an an Olympian. I believe he's gone to the Olympics. Yeah, yeah. To be compared to someone like that's that um, that's a that's a nice feeling. Yeah, and I honestly believe I could um, do the job. There's a big welterweight fight this this weekend, isn't there? Uh, Furman Pacquiao. Yeah, Pacquiao. Mm. Um, it's, it's an interesting one. That it's interesting that we, we were hearing yesterday that Pacquiao Khan was on in in Jeddah later this year, even before the Thurman fight. Because it's not an easy fight. He's 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 a good fight. It could be quite a close fight there. I, f- I think I've just got my tip in Furman. Oh, okay, really? Yeah. Okay. That's why I think anyway. Hmm. Uh, I suppose Manny, by the time you get to that stage, Manny probably would have retired, or would you not I rule count that? It. <laughs> probably, <laughs> probably, possibly, he'll probably yeah, be the, yeah. the mayor. He'll probably be the king of the Philippines. There'll be a new crop of fires coming through yeah. by the time I'm up there. Yeah. What What about the top of the division? Who are the guys that that you really rate, sort of globally, uh, uh, in your division, in or potentially division? in your division? Because obviously, people around there they can they can move around in the weights. Um, I quite like Errol Spence. Mm. I think Errol Spence is a is a dangerous fighter. You know, you've got like Sir Keith Furman, Terence Crawford, yeah. who's probably my pound for pound. Fantastic, isn't he? Best. Yeah. So um, when you start looking at them fighters and then and then it makes people realise, oh okay. And what yeah. about Amir as a fighter? Have you I mean have you watched any of his earlier fights? Early early earlier yeah. fights, I think he was good. I think he was great. His hand speed was phenomenal. And you know, now you know, after the Canelo fight, I, you know, I don't know. Yeah. How would he get on against now the the top in the division? Like, how would he get on against Pacquiao? It's, it's yeah, it's, we're saying it's about five years or so too late that really, isn't it? I mean, same, for, same with for the Kell Brook thing as well. Yeah, that, Brook, I think yeah. that's gone now, really. That's I think it would be happened. unlikely that fight's ever going to happen. Do you think, would you think, I mean, after Pacquiao, you kind of sense, well, that's the only fight left for him, isn't it, really? Oh, well, I still would like to see Cobra. I know it's left really late, and yeah. you know, they're both past their best, but yeah. I think I'd still like to see that fight. It can't be, be a, a big domestic fight, yeah. that's what I mean. It wouldn't be a difficult so, sell, would it? That's what I'm saying. So, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Who would you have on Amir Khan, Kilbrook? Oh, God, that's, 
that's a difficult one. I don't know. I don't know. They wouldn't. That's again. That's probably why that, this fight should be made. And that's what. Why... You, what do you reckon then? No idea. I'm not much of an expert on boxing. No, I, don't, I, I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't want to call it. Would you? I mean, who do you think? I'd say Kel Brook. Okay. I mean, I reckon Kel Brook's timing and accuracy is is bang on. Um, I know his last fight weren't all that, but I think Kel Brook would um, just catch him. At yeah. some point within 12 rounds. Well, that's why often Kelbrook would say, mm. well, he doesn't want to fight me because he knows he's going to lose. And uh, Amir <laughs> always says, well, you know, there, there wasn't enough money. It was never a big enough fight for me, he always <laughs> said. So that's why, we never, that's why we never got the fight. <laughs> that was another thing about y- your dad's era, that those those fights got made. Other, yeah. yeah, that they all... They, those, that was the important thing. We were, we were talking about Roberta Duran a while ago, yeah. the documentary. Those guys, they would fight each other all the time and that meant that meant so much. You know, you'd, you weren't worried about boxing politics because you knew if that guy wanted to fight that guy, the fight would be made. I think about then they cared more about being the best, being mm. the greatest, being the baddest man on the planet. You know, that's what my dad would tell me anyway. Like when he take fights that he really, he really didn't need to take, uh, but he 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 took them. Yeah, you know, and they, they weren't quit. If someone said to like the John McLennan fight, for example, um, my dad weren't gonna have to fight me. Was that supposed to fight somebody else? My dad's saying, oh, they're gonna knock this off my plate. He said, nah, I'll I'll fight the champion. Yeah, I'll fight the champion. You know, and he didn't have to. So, you know, I, f- I think that's something that, you know, lets British boxing down to stay yeah. where it is. Everyone should be fighting everyone. The heavyweight division, everybody should f- mm. be fighting oh, everyone. Yeah. Mm. That'd, be, that'd be madness. Who's the standout for you in the heavyweight division then if you were, if you were calling the, 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 the British number one there? I mean, the, oh, you'd say AJ. You'd say, you're still in light, what, even despite what happened in New York? Uh, definitely. I yeah. mean, he'll come back better and stronger from this, I believe. Okay. Interesting. And what do you make of Fury as a Tyson Fury, Fury. as a fighter? I like Tyson Fury. Hmm. Um, I think he would he he'd, he'd beat most heavyweights now uh, due to his awkward style. But um, if you're asking me, yeah, my personal opinion, I'd I'd say AJ. Okay, uh, that's my that's my that's a fight we all want to see. I'd like uh, AJ Fury. Yeah, well, that would be great. Yeah, let's see if we can get through all that politics and make that happen. So, end of September, you think you'll be back? Was that? Do you know where yet? Or don't know where yet. Um, okay. I'd like a, a domestic fight, yeah, um, against and you know someone British, and sit and see how we get on. Really test the waters this far. I think now it's about testing the waters and and you know come through with flying colours. Really, well, continue success. Give our best to your dad when you next speak to him, and uh, thanks for joining us in the studio. Thank you. There we are, Connor Ben. There, you've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between one and four p.m. on Talksport. There we are. That was uh, this afternoon's show. Tomorrow. Uh, we bring you Phil uh, Cornwell, the fine uh, Spurs fan and comedian. Uh, also, Andy Smart, ball runner, comedy store player, Farnborough fan, has written a brilliant autobiography called uh, uh, A Hitch in Time. And we're also joined by, let me look at the producer who's just told me who it was. It is, who's the third Phil guest? Cornwell. No, I did feel Cornwell. Um, Andy Smart. Smart and. Uh, somebody else. Attention. Yeah, that's right. Does it? Yeah, okay. Just, just bear I feel with he's us. losing interest. Just bear you? with us. Yeah, he's slightly switched. I know. He's watching does. the 2005 Ashes back on the monitor. <laughs> it's it's not an old, oh, Barney Douglas. It's not an old talky game on the box, is there? No, it's the maker of this brilliant documentary, oh, The yeah, Edge, the cricket Edge, documentary. Yeah. So uh, that's, the, that's the third guest, uh, amongst other things. Anyway, and of course, the Open live. Have a great evening. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 